Welcome to the Freedom Formula Podcast with your host, Marjean. The Freedom Formula simplifies real estate investing so that anyone can learn about how to gain time and financial freedom through real estate. Each week, you will find helpful tips and tricks and strategies from the top producers in the real estate investing industry. Let's get started with the Freedom Formula Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Freedom Formula. I am your host, Marjean. Today, we are talking with Jonathan Bangle. Jonathan is a certified tax coach and IRS enrolled agent. He's been at this practice for about 16 years and is the expert in taxes. On average, he's saving his clients more than $40,000 per year. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me on your show, Marjean. That's pretty cool. Absolutely. I'm super, super excited. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What is a certified tax coach and an IRS enrolled agent? Um, and so, so right, great. what this means so, is that um, we have to demonstrate so a little that bit we first understand about, um, being a tax law on all, and, and, all and facets I, of the law I, uh, itself in terms of uh, the U.S. Code 26. So we'll go <laughs> um, and so what this means is that the IRS has um, provides an exam that we take to prove our competence. And once we do, uh, we are then granted the power to take on and represent our clients, um, which is a very powerful tool, uh, especially with a client dealing with an audit or a client that maybe has been assessed a tax and now they have to pay it, um, or, um, or, or basically asking for uh, other very specific specialized things from the government itself if it means greater tax savings for a client, let's say. Um, so that's, that's basically what an IRS agent does, is that we represent you before the IRS, you get in trouble, we help you. Um, in a way, I like to jokingly say it's kind of like we're lawyers, but without the law degree uh, in that sense. <laughs> so uh, that's what an EA kind of does. That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit more about the certified tax coach as well because that's what really intrigued me and, and got me working with you. Now, I know, but let's share with the listeners, what solutions do you offer your clients? So a certified tax coach um, is basically a certification through the American Institute of Certified Tax Coaches. Um, that is an organization that basically allows EAs and CPAs to tap into the greater um, aspects of tax law, and and I would I would argue and say it's about the application of tax law as it relates to business taxation and a little bit an individual tax as well. Um, so certified tax coaches, what what we do is that we essentially help our clients to realize their full potential to save taxes while maximizing their cash flow. Uh, and so so the analogy here is um, it's kind of, it's the analogy or the, or the thought process here is that instead of giving the government, let's say $60,000 in taxes that's bound to be paid, um, through very strategic tax planning, uh, we're able to basically cut the government out of that 40,000 or whatever we're gonna give them and basically give it back to the taxpayer. And so that way they can then turn around and do something else with the cash. Uh, whether it's reinvestment back in their company, whether it's uh, taking it home and doing something with it personally. But the idea here is that we're trying to help our clients to maximize their, uh, their cash flow and minimize their tax. Awesome information. We're all trying to gain time and financial freedom, right? 
And yes. I know that reducing taxes can definitely help us accomplish that. So in your opinion, and we don't want to cross any lines here, but in your opinion, how can reducing your tax liability help our listeners gain time and financial freedom? So, um, so I know that uh, your listeners are, are trying to figure out, like, uh, they're trying to solve their one pain. And, and as a matter of fact, we all suffer from the same pain. And uh, we call this taxonitis, right? That's what I call it anyways. <laughs> and, uh, and so we're trying to find a cure for it. And so uh, essentially what we can do um, is to look at tax law and figure out what is the best method to help us to reduce our taxes. Um, and so there are various strategies that are out there um, that are as basic and common as, um, for example, investing in real estate, uh, which is, I believe, what you do, right? Of course, yes. Um, so real estate is a very interesting um, uh, tax strategy in its own right. And real estate can get very complicated very quickly. Uh, and the reason for that is you've got multiple entities that are typically doing something with properties or acquisition of them or even managing them. And so you can be as large as a conglomerate where, uh, let's say for example, you're like Regis Properties, uh, that's, that's just massive. And you can get as simplified as simply buying a second property as an individual and just renting it out and utilizing it. I love it. And for those that are not familiar with real estate and the benefits of real estate, when you take that excess money that you're not paying the government and move that into real estate, you can recognize significantly higher returns than the stock market, money market, those kinds of places um, will yield. Stock market on average over time yields about 8%. Real estate over time typically is a lot higher than that, somewhere in the vicinity of 10 to 15%, depending on where you're researching for these facts. So that's awesome. I love that we're able to take some of the tax money and not pay the government and put it back in the pockets of the taxpayers. And I think that's what you really specialize in, Jonathan, is sitting down with people and explaining to them how they can reduce their tax liability and make their money really work for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and speaking of that, when it comes to real estate, you really want to find, uh, find an advisor that specializes in taxation, uh, certified tax coaches uh, primarily, or, uh, in, or IS enrolled agents that specialize in real estate. And the reason for that is because real estate is sticky. It's, it's, uh, it's got a lot of uh, rules as, as it pertains to the income itself. So real estate inherently, all by its natural self, um, is classified by the IRS as passive income. It's the default um, income category. And, and inside of that, you've got rules that, that pertain to losses, for example. And so like you're talking about right now, which is, you know, take your money that we free up and invest in real estate and then realize the tax savings. And, and what you're alluding to here is the fact that when you buy real estate, you are entitled to deduct all of the related expenses against the income that the investment property is producing, in this case, rental property. Um, and it's, it, it, it's a lot of things that you can deduct from uh, simple common knowledge stuff like, for example, mortgage interest um, or real estate taxes. But there are also some more um, less known deductions that people can take against the property, so to speak, or against the income 
that's generated from the property uh, to reduce essentially their taxes. And, and why it's sticky and why you need a financial uh, tax coach, so to speak, uh, is because depending on your unique situation, the law is gonna limit my losses or your losses based on income and some other factors. And so a certified tax coach like myself understand the rules how to bypass essentially some of these limitations that can arise as a result of purchasing and utilizing rental properties. That's awesome. So question for you, can businesses reduce their tax liability by investing in real estate? And how does, how does that look like? What does that, you know, how does that feel? What does it look like? What are the restrictions on that without getting into too many details, as I know it kind of depends on the personal situation, but if you can maybe give us like a 30,000 foot overview of the potential of what that might look like. So that's a great question. And I think, I think we have to come back and, uh, and we have to come back to the basics and the basics here is the individual taxpayer. Um, and this is important because when you invest in property, uh, either as an active participant uh, uh, or a passive participant, um, essentially what happens is that the income uh, and or losses that are generated from rental properties flows through down uh, either to a business that's set up like a holding company or some other kind of management property that manages it or something like that. And then that income gets filtered even more and it goes back down to the individual taxpayer. So working with a certified tax coach, for example, we're looking at you as an individual and then we're looking at it from a business and then we're looking at it from like an investor's point of view. That's so interesting. That's why I love working with people who truly understand taxes. You know, when I was looking to work with somebody, I was highly considering CPAs. Can you maybe briefly talk about the difference of what you do certified as a certified tax coach versus a CPA? What are the advantages and disadvantages? That's a great question. So I often do get asked that question. You know, what is the big difference? Um, the big difference uh, is the fact that uh, a, a CPA um, has the authority, so to speak, to essentially write off on the validity or, or almost to guarantee, and I don't know if those are quite the right words, but to, to basically sign off on, on a set of financial statements and basically attach their name to it and say, you know, basically, you can trust these numbers, you can trust that everything is correct, and I have taken on uh, this risk, so to speak, to guarantee that it is true and correct, something to that effect, right? Because that's what accountants do. Accountants uh, make sure that you, you are using this information to make decisions. And so let's say you're, an, you're wanting to be an investor, and so you're looking at financial statements. If you see a CPA's letter that usually accompanies it, um, that should help you um, or should help assuage your feelings of whether or not you should do it because you're going to be able to rely on a CPA's word that it, what you're looking at is a true reflection of what's happening in business uh, or the rental properties or so forth and so on. Um, so as a, as a certified tax coach who's an IRS enrolled agent, um, I'm not allowed to necessarily guarantee the, the end result here of financial statements. Like I can't say to you, Marjean, take these financial statements and take my word for it and let me sign off on it to guarantee that the numbers are true and correct and that you're gonna make the right purchase or not. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And I definitely see the clarity between the two. 
So that being said, you know, what separates you from your competitors? What separates you from the CPAs in the sense of what is your unique value proposition? What do you do that nobody else does better than you? That's a great question. And you know what? I want to clarify something. Another thing about CPAs um, and EAs and all that jazz, but primarily CPAs in that um, the, the general audience out there in the world has a, 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 I don't know if it's a, I don't want to call it a misconception, but it sort of kind of is. And that is, is that they believe that CPAs are automatic tax, tax experts. Like you're a CPA, therefore you understand everything as it relates to tax law. And while this is sort of true, um, because as a CPA, you're required to in fact prove that you understand regulation, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that a CPA is an expert in taxes. Um, so you might have CPAs that do, that do strictly managerial accounting, for example. Um, so that's just a good clarity there. So an IRS enrolled agent, on the other hand, you know that when you're working with an EA, they truly are a tax expert in the field of taxation. Um, so to come back to your question, what makes me uh, unique and the services I offer and how I'm, how I'm different than other practices, um, I would say that first and foremost, I take an approach of how do I help you today to help you keep you from paying Uncle Sam in the future uh, through legal means. Um, and so one of, the, one of the things that we do is we take time to get to know about all about all of your financial goals, uh, much like a financial planner in that regard. So I wanna know, how are you spending your money? Do you have retirements? Are you a business owner? If you are, are we utilizing all of the necessary uh, deductions and strategies and all that jazz? And so we take our time to actually put together um, very strategic plans that help our clients to achieve their goals faster and quicker. Um, another thing I think that makes um, my firm unique is that we're kind of more on that boutique level. And so we, we prefer working with our clients on a very one-on-one -on -one basis. Uh, whereas if you work with a large firm and, and nothing wrong with large firms, but usually you'll meet like the general partner or something like that. And then you're gonna be passed off onto like a manager that manages the account or someone else. And when you work with JB Financial, you're going to be working with a dedicated individual from the very beginning. And in this particular case, it happens to be me. Uh, so that, that's also important. The other thing that is also quite unique about us is that unlike most firms out there, uh, EAs, CPAs, et cetera, um, they're going to bill you per hour for their time. Um, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I too have a billable hour format for clients that aren't interested in, in moving to what I call my subscription-based value-added pricing model. And what I mean by this is that the, what I mean by this is that a few years ago, I realized very quickly that people make decisions about uh, investing in primarily, let's say, real estate, uh, starting management companies to manage real estate, or something to this effect. And so what happens is that they blindly wake up, they start their business, which is an amazing right here in America, and they begin to be self-employed. And next thing you know it, they're inundated with compliance issues. Uh, they're not legally protected correctly. They're not filing their taxes correctly. Um, and there's, or, or other issues that arise. And so 
what what we do here is that we attempt to take to take all of those worries and lump it into an affordable monthly payment where essentially you can call us at any time and ask questions before you make a decision that could have a, a relatively large tax impact to you as an individual. I love it. And as one of your uh, subscription package clients, I can say it's a massive benefit being able to call you at any time, especially when you're talking about dealing with real estate. You know, in the multifamily world, we have at least four or five LLCs for every single property. So every time we get under contract on a new property, one of my first phone calls is over to Jonathan to make sure that what we are setting up is going to be protected from a tax liability standpoint. So I appreciate your monthly subscription. I love being able to work with people and not worry about how fast they're talking or are you going to charge me for this email or whatever the case may be. It just makes the relationship significantly better. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, my, my philosophy, uh, one of, so instead of calling it a mission statement, I call it my why. And uh, my why are three things. Um, accounting services should be affordable, it should be accessible, and it should be stress-free. And, and the reason why we don't pick up the phone to call our CPA is because we are afraid to get that bill for, you know, $100 for 15 minutes because we asked a tax question. And don't get me wrong, CPAs and EAs have a lot of knowledge. And you and I, and I'm sure a lot of audience members know that knowledge is not free. Uh, we have had to pay for this knowledge in one degree or another. And a good analogy would be as a child, you break bones, you scratch yourself, you cut yourself because you, you put your hand on a, in the outlet, right? And so you've learned. So now knowledge has taught you not to put your finger in the outlet, right? Um, <laughs> And so as professionals, you know, we invest a lot of time in our education to make sure we can continue to deliver the goods to our clients. And in this case, your investors. And so, so with that in mind, um, knowledge is very, very, um, it, it's, it's, it's so valuable that the price point should be reflected in that value. And so CPAs will charge you per hour and so you're afraid to call them. And, and next thing you know, it, you're making a decision that's gonna have a massive tax impact. And when you're dealing with real estate in particular, if you, don't, if you don't do it the right way from the very beginning, the consequences can be pretty, can be pretty dire um, to you. Um, and, and in case in point, um, I had a, a conversation with a, with a potential client, they were partners, and they had created um, the idea of the multi-level investing, right? So buying larger properties, which is what you guys do, multi-families, and then underneath that are housed um, holding companies and other things that do, that manage these bigger properties, essentially. And what they thought they were doing wasn't exactly working out to their benefit. And so when they brought me on board, I quickly was able to figure out that what they were trying to do from a tax perspective was not being accomplished. And in fact, the consequences were still going to be the same as if they were just a regular old Schedule C sole proprietor, which by the way, typically pay the highest amount in taxes as a business owner. Um, and so I came on board, I quickly solved and saw, saw that and then made a recommendation and basically said, look, if what you're trying to accomplish is this, 
here are all the steps that you have to take in order to accomplish what you're trying to do. And so that's where I come in as that expert. I cannot stress to the listeners how important this is. You know, you have one story, being in the multifamily, being in the real estate world, I hear story after story after story where people got either bad advice or they did not get advice at all or they weren't willing to pay for the experts. And they wind up paying more than half of what they're earning in taxes. I mean, that's just crazy. We, why are we working this hard to just give our money away? So absolutely, it is imperative that you hire pro the most educated uh, tax people and attorneys. Those are the two professions that you want the most educated person that you can possibly find that truly understands what you're doing. It is so unbelievably important. And the minute that you make that decision to not pay for that education, like you said, you're going to wind up paying for it one way or the other. Absolutely. You pay me now or you pay me, pay the government later. It's Absolutely. really what it comes out to be, right? Yeah, absolutely, and that's and that's the thing. So, so one of our goals um, as certified tax coaches, me as a certified tax coach, um, is to get my clients to shift from the idea that hiring a tax expert is a cost, or hiring a tax attorney that is an expert in the world of multifamily um, situations. To see them as a cost is is a wrong point of view, because we're not costing you anything at all believe it or not in fact what we should be seen as as is is an investment it's an investment on yeah. you giving us by our transfer of knowledge to you essentially the investment there is that we're going to save you and, and, and help you as much as we can from paying uncle sam on the hard income that you've created right. and and so that's important Personally, I'd rather keep my money. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. And you know what? I, I get asked this question a lot, like, so how much is this going to cost me? And the truth of the matter is, is that it's been costing them, you know, thousands of dollars. That's the truth. Yeah, very, very true. And people just simply don't realize it, which is truly unfortunate. But I'll tell you now, if you're a business owner, whether you're in real estate or not, you need to make dang sure you have somebody that thoroughly understands the tax law. What I really love about working with you, Jonathan, is about once a month we sit down and we go through not only what I've been doing, but what I'm going to be doing. Yes. And we get an assessment and advice saying, okay, if you're going to do X, Y, Z, make sure you do ABC to reduce your tax liability by X percent. And yeah, that's absolutely. what I love working with. That's what I was really looking for is somebody to really sit down with me and plan out the year, not just to look backwards, but to really assess moving forward. Absolutely. So what I think you're trying to say, and that's a model of ours, is that we are a proactive firm. Uh, I, I, the question you had asked me a while back was, you know, what else makes you unique from other firms? And, and I forgot to mention that, that we are proactive. So we, we believe in being in front of the tax consequence that you'll face. Uh, we believe in the idea of you should know what is about to come down that pipeline if you make this decision. And, and what, I'll, what I'll stress is that, again, if individuals can understand um, that everything you do has a tax implication, 
believe it or not, um, be it an individual or a business owner or anything like this, the government has an incentive for you to behave in a particular manner. Um, and so therefore, you can think of it this way. Before you decide to do something, especially as it relates to finances, be it investments in real estate, be it starting a company or anything of this nature, one should understand that there's going to be a tax consequence as a result of this decision. Very, very true. So one more question for you real quick, and then let's go ahead and take a break. All right. What is the, the, um, I'm sorry, I just kind of got stuck there on my words. Yeah. When, point. <laughs> right? Exactly. Okay. One more second. When you have a new client come in to work with you, what are the first things that you look at to get an accurate assessment of where they're at and help them plan for the future? That's a great question. Um, so the first thing, the first thing that we need to establish first is, are we a good fit? Um, and what I mean by this is, in, in, in the 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 traditional model is that the client comes in to essentially assess whether or not the accountant is a good fit, and we're doing the reverse. We're seeing if you're a good fit, and the reason why we want to know if you're a good fit is because I want to know if you're coachable. Hence, why we're certified tax coaches, because I want to be able to say to you, before you do this, as you mentioned earlier, you have to do this, this, and this. And just like a coach, I've got to make sure that you're going to follow through on that. So if you're an individual that kind of drags your feet and is an extreme procrastinator and things like that, it makes it difficult for us to do our job, therefore to be in front of any tax consequences. And so sometimes that's just not a good fit for us. Um, but with that in mind, what happens is a client comes in, we have a nice good 30 minute conversation. Just tell me a little bit about your business or a little bit about your ideas of what you'd like to do as far as maybe investing in real estate or, um, or other things of this nature. And so what happens is the client will bring in uh, typically a prior year return. And then what we do, and I call it, I call it like a quick internal audit, so to speak. And what, what we do is we just kind of scan through the return. And because we're, we're so packed full of knowledge here, tax knowledge, that there are certain things that we're looking for on a return that can stick out like a sore thumb. And so right away, we start kind of formulating, all right, how can I help this client save money moving forward into the future? Sometimes I find things on a return from a prior year that a client didn't take advantage of, and then we might make a recommendation to fix that, either amend it, that's the way we fix it, um, or, or do nothing and then just plan for the future. Yeah, so let's dive into your experience uh, as an entrepreneur. Oh, Most yes. of our listeners are entrepreneurs and we all share some of the same struggles, right? Absolutely. So in your opinion, what is the single most important element that drives the success of your business? That's a great question. Um, so yes, I like to say that I'm an entrepreneur that just happens to own a tax practice. And that's a very important phrase if you think about it. I'm an entrepreneur who happens to own a tax practice, right? I am, in your case, you are a management, you're an acquisition company. You're an entrepreneur that just so happens to own an acquisition company. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Um, so, so that's very key and that's very important because the moment that we start thinking like this, 
um, we essentially can look at ourselves um, as an entrepreneur, which means that in order for us to be successful, we have to constantly be working on our business, not in the business. And what I mean by this is that most people wake up and they go, you know what? I'm tired of working for corporate, for corporate America, or I'm tired of whatever. And so they go out and they, they decide they're gonna do something. Um, and so a good entrepreneur first recognizes there's a need that has to be filled. And then they step in and they fill that need. And so that's key number one. What's the need? What, what is it that you're trying to fill? Once you figure that out, now of course you can implement your 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 quote unquote job and that's where i'm getting at when entrepreneurs first wake up and they go i'm gonna start my own company they they unfortunately create a job for themselves and so that's what happens they go out they acquire new clients and they bring it back they do it themselves they uh they think they know everything they they, they Google on Google for questions. They go to YouTube to look at other people and what they're saying. And so they try to manage this all by themselves. And what happens is that they end up working inside their business. And so when they end up having to be more productive and they're doing all of these tasks and these things, and the business eventually begins to feel that. And so you'll experience shrinkage or you'll, fear, you'll experience log back or you'll experience something that's gonna prohibit you from really truly achieving your goal. And most of us, I think, who woke up one day and said, I'm gonna work for myself, the idea was I'm gonna be able to take vacations, I'm gonna be able to drink martinis on the beach when I'm old, I'm gonna be able to do X, Y, and Z as a result of owning my own business. But if you get stuck in the rut of working inside of it as if you were an employee of, its, of your own self, that's dangerous because you cannot expand, you can't grow, you can't work on your business to make it better. And so me, the number one thing I think that makes my company very successful is that I am constantly looking for a need that needs to be filled. I am constantly working on my business. How do we make systems more efficient? Um, pricing, are my pricing too low? Am I pricing just right? Am I too high? Uh, value, what kind of extra things I can do that will create and add value to my clients? Because that's so important. If you feel like you're valued and you're getting the right level of services from someone like an expert like myself, then you're gonna be willing to pay us for that service. Does that make sense for the transfer of knowledge? Man, you hit the nail on the head. What fantastic advice for entrepreneurs. And you're so right. I've seen it happen over and over and over again. And that's what happens in the solo entrepreneurs, right? You wind up creating that job. Um, I've actually made that mistake in one of the companies that I owned. And let me tell you, after sitting there for three days in a row, 15 hours a day by myself, I realized what I had done. And mm -hmm. I knew I had to get out of there, which is why I then reached out and we have business partners now and we have systems and structures and teams, right? Some, I can't remember who said it, but there's a quote that goes around that says, you can do anything in this world if you get other people to do it for you. And what yeah. that means is grow your team, just like what Jonathan's saying. So that's fantastic advice for entrepreneurs. I love it. Yeah. And you know, the other thing about, I think what also makes us successful and makes me successful, I think, is that guiltily, I have no sense of fear when it comes to business. <laughs> and, and so most, you know, mo most people inherently are afraid to do something. 
uh, be a change, that's the big one, right, is to change or to do something different. Um, and so if you're, if you're slightly impulsive and you're slightly less afraid of things, that helps as well. Um, it, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of small entrepreneurs, and I'll define that by saying maybe it's like a single person or like a couple of people who are working. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, they get into the rut of working in the business. So the question becomes, how do you get out? And then how do you work on the business? And so what, what we end up doing is we end up trying to hire hopefully a competent person um, that can work for us. And as small business owners, the big problem to that is the entry of investing in human working capital. Um, I can't stress to you enough what that means because personally, as an accountant, it took me a long time to understand what that means and, and what human working capital is, and I hate to say it this way, is that the person that you're about to hire is kind of like a machine. They're alive, they're breathing, they're, 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 they're a person, don't get me wrong, but from a, a capitalist, entrepreneurialist point of view, they are a machine. And so just like any of your machines in your office, you take great care of them, you invest in them, you make sure they're, they're working well, and, and you want them to produce at maximum efficiency. And so as small business owners, there are a lot of strategies um, that I'm willing to share, should you become a, a package client, that will help you to figure out what can you afford and what kind of ways you can acquire somebody without having to shell out a lot of money uh, in terms of either pay or even like benefits. I would imagine that in your field, that's probably the biggest mistake that newbies coming in make, thinking that they have to do everything on their own, not understanding the concept of the human capital, like you say, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's the number one issue is I'll do it all myself. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Or my favorite, um, jokingly, is I'll have my wife do it. I'll have my husband do it. Oh, um, <laughs> but we both know that our husbands and, yeah, they got other things to do. The last thing they want to do is work inside your firm, right? So, um, which, which, by the way, there's a tech strategy there, just saying. Uh, but I digress. <laughs> uh, and so that's the number one mistake is I can do everything. I can do everything. I can do everything. But what we, what we, what most entrepreneurs don't understand is that by investing in human working capital and notice it's not a cost, it's an investment. It frees up your time. And so all of a sudden you go from working 65, 70 hours a week to get everything done that has to be done in a business. And now you're shifting that to someone else and you're paying them, you're shifting 40 hours of labor to them. So what happens now is that you've got 40 hours of freedom to do whatever you want and ideally of course, now that's when you're taking those 40 hours and you're working on your business. Best advice I ever got in business was pick the top three things that you do the best that only you can do in your business and hyper-focus on that and hire for the rest. Absolutely. And don't be afraid to, to try it. Um, because what I have found is that when we take the risk, um, I don't know if it's an issue of the universe or, or whatever else one wants to say, but I always feel like when you take the risk and you start to do it, somehow there's, you, you find a way to make it work. Uh, it's it's, um, it's kind of like RuPaul's saying, right? 
you better make it work, right? Like that's what you have to do. You, you, you as an entrepreneur will all of a sudden find yourself in a situation going, oh my goodness, I have, I have an employee now that I have to take care of because they're relying on me now. And so that should hopefully motivate you to go out and strive for better outcomes and thereby acquire new clients and therefore more revenue. I love it. I tell everybody all the time, you know, humans are capable of amazing things. The only thing that is different between the one, the high performers that are accomplishing those major things and the people that are not is the choice that they made. The high performers look at the world and say, I can. The non-performers look at the world and say, I can't or I won't. So yeah. shift that mindset and find a way and instead of looking at it as, oh, I can't, change your mindset to how can I? And you'd be surprised what you can accomplish. Again, we're all human. We are all capable of just amazing, amazing things. It just starts with your mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one, one thing I'll, I'll also mention is, is that I'm not, I'm not saying that every person has to be an entrepreneur. Um, at the end of the day, there are some people who truly just want to be an employee and, and they want to work because they want that guaranteed paycheck every two weeks, um, which I hope you don't mind, but I'm going to take a slight diversion here and talk about that for a sec. Um, the reason why business owners pay the least amount in taxes, believe it or not, is the fact that being a business owner carries a high level of risk. And so as a result, the government, the IRS essentially, incentivizes us to take that risk by allowing us to offset the income that we generate with business-related expenses to arrive at taxable net income. And uh, unlike an employee, for example, there really is no risk there. You get up, you go to work, you do your job, you go home, and you still get paid. God bless America for allowing us to live in a country where we can make that choice. Absolutely. And there's nothing wrong with either choice that you make. Just like you said, the world needs both sides of that. We need employees just like we need business owners. But aren't we lucky to live in a country where we get to make that choice and it's not dictated to us? Absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, if you're a small entrepreneur and you're struggling with, you know, finding someone to work with you, um, I would start uh, with first figuring out who would be your ideal employee. Um, You know, is it someone that's young, that's moldable? It's somebody maybe that's retired, that's just looking for a side gig and you're okay with that. Um, Those are just two little minor strategies, by the way, to help get somebody in your office to help start alleviating some of that pain of working 60 plus hours a week and shifting that to somebody else. Awesome. I love it. So that being said, what is the next step in your career? How are you this for yourself yeah so my next so my next step is to continue um, to work and strategize um, with tax law Uh, as you know and everyone else out there knows tax law is always changing Uh, it's 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 never the same and so as a result I'm constantly trying to find new ways to help my clients and so the the next the next big level is um, is essentially coming up with amazing new tax strategies uh, based on new law that's been created. Love it. Now, I always end with this question. What are you personally working towards to gain time and financial freedom for you personally? That is a great question. So I'm a firm believer in work-life balance. Um, This started 
um, from the moment I used to work with CPAs in their offices and putting in 90 hours plus, you know, it felt like anyways, um, during tax season. And, and I realized very quickly that time is what I want. And I think everybody would agree that that's what we all want. We all want our time back. And so personally, um, I set out to design my company to afford me the time that I want to spend however I want to, be it with my loved ones um, or be it with hobbies or back in the business. Um, and so, so personally, what I what my roadmap calls for um, is again improving my improving my systems so that it's faster and quicker to get people in and out um, developing higher level valued services for my clients and, and continuing to provide that and and then also i'm currently molding um, my staff essentially to be me and and i i jokingly say it's kind of it's kind of like wash rinse and repeat and so the idea here is that i'm training my one staff member to be me so that eventually I can step aside and drink martinis with you on the beach while they're being me. Perfect. You've got a date, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really, I have to say you're doing everything right. And for the listeners considering who they should work with, you know, there's a big difference in working with someone who truly understands how businesses should be run opposed to someone who's doing everything themselves, right? So personally, when I look to work with companies, I look to work with entrepreneurs like yourself who really understand. I hope that one day that you and I are not necessarily working directly together, but that your assistant and, and the people that you have duplicated to be as you are handling all of my affairs. Absolutely. Because that's really, as a business owner, that is exactly how you get your time and your financial freedom. Have other people do the work and you work on your business instead of in it, just like you said before. So fantastic, Jonathan. Yeah, and I'll also um, add that, you know, financial freedom, as we know, is time. And so, yeah, we're using our business as, as a tool to help us accomplish that. And, and, and as a result, if I'm capable of reducing my taxes to therefore put money back in my pocket, that also creates a sense of financial freedom because now I can take that money and dump it into retirement or something else. And then for those of you out there who are like, you know what, I want to retire by the time I'm 50, let's just say, and you're in your 30s or whatever, this is one opportunity for you because you're, you're now going to utilize all the various tools in your, in, at your disposal to help you to achieve retirement at the age of 50, essentially. Love it. Hey, if it's possible, can you give the listeners one free piece of tax advice that maybe is pretty general that everybody can maybe take advantage of? Um, absolutely. Um, let's on see. On the spot, I know, but. <laughs> on, the, on the fly. Well, and I'll, and I'll caveat by saying that, you know, make sure that you talk to a tax professional with whatever it is that I may mention, uh, because again, taxes are very individualized. Um, but a basic common strategy, I would say for, um, for most business owners out there, um, uh, let's see, what would be, what would be, a, I'm trying to think of one, because you have to understand, I make my money by sharing my knowledge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to give it away for free, per se, no, but uh, uh, here's one, here's one, I'll give you one, I'll give you one, and listeners, uh, uh, pay, pay special attention. I will talk to you from the point of view as if you were going to be audited. How's that? Perfect. Um, so here's the dealio. Get, thinking to yourself right now, what do you think is the number one 
audited thing on our return as a business owner. Mm. So just think about that for a moment. And I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's got four wheels. Oh, your cars. Yeah, your car. Um, so it's, it's probably the number one audited uh, thing on a return that, that an auditor is going to question. And the reason for this is because everybody has been told that you can deduct your vehicle as a business-related expense, right? Everyone knows this. And that's true. It is 100. Oh, you stay there? Hello? Yes, I'm here. Oh, sorry. I thought I lost you. Uh oh. oh, no, that's okay. My computer's just freaking out. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so let's see here. You want to edit this part? Think? Yeah, yeah. So just we'll start from the vehicle. Yeah. The vehicle being the number one audited thing. Okay. So the vehicle being the number one audited. So the so vehicle expense is the number one audited thing on a return. Um, and the reason for this is because we've all been told that uh, our cars are deductible. Uh, as, a, as a business related expense. And that is the truth. Don't get me wrong. That is true. However, however, this doesn't mean that everything related to your car is going to be 100% deductible to you. And the IRS knows better. And so the first thing they're going to ask you is, um, where is the log? Where is the proof? And so what every entrepreneur that I encounter, be it as a certified tax coach or be it as an IRS enrolled agent representing them before the Internal Revenue Service, the number one issue is clients do not have a log book. And this is the number one thing the IRS is going to look at. And they're gonna, it's going to be the one thing they're going to write off and say, you can't deduct it because you cannot prove the percentage of business use as it relates to your car. And so, uh, now, don't get me wrong, some people can legitimately say, yes, my car is 100% business use, and there's a strategy behind that, by the way. Um, but for most of us, most small entrepreneurs, we're driving in our personal vehicles to conduct business. And so the IRS is savvy, they sm they're smart, and they understand that there is no way in heck that you can claim 100% of your automobile. And so, so with that in mind, I highly, highly, highly recommend to the listeners out there who are self-employed or not, and, and are, or, or shareholders or partners in a, in a multifamily real estate investment, um, that they should have an app that is tracking their miles and then allocating it appropriately for business-related or personal. And what, what we have found, uh, by the way, by us telling our clients to start using mileage trackers on their phones is that in fact, they were underestimating the amount of miles they were driving for work, I mean for business, and thereby limiting themselves on the level of deductions that they could have taken in prior years. Guarantee you I'm right along there with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, so that would be my, my free advice today would be go out, invest in a auto mileage tracker get it going, moving forward, and start tracking those miles for business and personal use. Because again, if you're gonna get audited, it's the number one thing they're gonna question. Awesome, thank you so much for that advice. So if our listeners won't have more questions, need tax advice, or just simply wanna work with you, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, they can give us a call. Our phone number is 602-456-7667. Um, they can email us at uh, info 
at jb as in boy financial llc.com um, and then they can visit our website www.jb as in boy financial llc.com um, and by the way i forgot to say this but as an irs enrolled agent i'm borderless so i can represent you i can work with you anywhere in the world quite literally um, uh, versus again a cpa that's going to be restricted to the state that they're licensed in that is cool to know. I did not know that. How interesting. Yeah, I forgot to mention that part. But yeah. um, but yes, cool. so for your listeners out there, if you're in London right now and you're an American and you're wanting to invest in a multi-level, a, multi, um, a multi-family unit per se, um, you can call me up and, uh, and get a consultation, so to speak, and I'll, sh- I'll spill the beans and help you out. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, it's been my pleasure having you on here today. You're just a super smart guy with tons and tons of knowledge. So thank you so much for sharing some of that knowledge with our listeners. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me on as a guest. Absolutely. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Here's to your success.